Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast, a show where a group of friends get together and talk about a variety of geeky topics. Find out what shows we've been watching, find out what movies we've seen, find out what games we're playing. Come along and join us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name is always is Devin Turek. Oh, perfect this time. And today, of course, today, of course, I'm joined by Paul Sanders. Hello. Patrick Gleason. Hello. Dwayne McKinnon. Oh, right in the face. <laughs> that was super loud, by the way. That was really loud. Sorry, I wasn't sure how close I needed to hold it. He still, he still <laughs> refined Oh, good lord. Let's yeah. fight so hard. And <laughs> Patrick grabs a fight. Hello. Oh, God, it's fight so hard. And his hair blew out. <laughs> Oh god, it was awesome. Anyway, um, thank you for yes, thank you for joining us. Ah. So we uh, let's start with our usual segment number one, our weeks in the hobby. It's been about three or four weeks since we last recorded. Uh, what have we put up to? And once again, I'm going to start with Paul. I always start with you, which is fine. I always start with you because you're directly ahead of me, uh, in front of me, in, in, in this new setup that we're using. And it goes and it goes clockwise, ending at me. Perfect. Well, he's number one. You're number two. I'm three. And that's four. Yeah, then we'll be starting with me. Who 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 numbers people one, two, three, four, and starts at two? That makes no sense. Well, Anyone who wants to count odd even. Anyway, anyway Paul. So um, my my weeks in the hobby. Um, to be honest, I haven't been much. Uh, video game wise, I haven't really done anything. Uh, just been. I've been doing a lot of thinking in terms of uh, podcasts and where we're going to go with. I have been designing a gaming table Ooh. in my head that's taken up a lot of time. So I don't have anything set in stone, but there's some stuff I want to do with it. Um, it's going to have areas for like their dice container. No, it's going to have an actual flat screen TV embedded in the center of it. Nice. Uh, nice. It also has an area to put our drinks on. Yes. That's secondary. Mm, no. For Pat, that's primary to, to anything else, including an I'll build a nice little box that you can stick your beer in. There we go. Well, not just me. Yeah. No, here. just you. Just you. <clears throat> anyway, it's either here or there. It's still design phase, Pat. Maybe I can cut a hole in it so you can stick your beer in it. Well, 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 well you're at that one. I'll just <laughs> put it uh, in a spout. Oh, have a keg. oh, yeah, we have a keg underneath it. How are we going to decide? First of all, how are we going to decide on what, <laughs> what beer to put into it? Because there, there's only a certain beers I will drink. There's we, some, we some beers that other people don't like. We all have our own individual cakes. We'll drink the sponsors. <laughs> so once again, how big is this table gonna be, guys? So again, uh, listen, you, you put the 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 keg underneath the table in the yeah. middle. Everything's fine. So uh, Guinness again. If yes, uh, we're we're really looking for that Guinness sponsorship. Yes, we are. Yeah, and we will definitely have a tap set up into that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I I that that would be a Kenny sponsorship. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If we're doing that, then I want uh, grillers. Yeah. Well, cider is different than beer. We can do that. So you have to have two spigots now, two different sponsors, no, two different kegs. We're gonna have kegs. a line of spigots. Okay. Oh, no, we're gonna have like a whole bar. Thing. I'm, okay. gonna, I'm gonna make it separate from the table. Hey, you, you know, Welcome beer goes. I'm <laughs> saying, if you don't drink enough of it, beer goes bad. Uh-huh. So even if you're dealing with 30 liter pony kegs, I, that's 
30 liters. Okay, um, I think you guys think I drink a lot, but uh, yeah, even I can't do that. Um, I think a separate beer first of all, bullshit. would be a bad idea because yeah, then we actually have to get up from the table yeah. together. I'm, I'm no, sure no, you could drink 30 liters. Like right That's a liter a day. That's oh, okay. two pints a day. Yes, extension cord. Okay. Except in February where you're doubling up on at least a couple of days. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all, all, of, all of this is going to have to be cut out. No, no, no. Keep it because I'm going to talk. It's really... Uh, the games and stuff, what can you use Play a little bit of Elvian online. Um, it's more Skyrim because Skyrim. <laughs> it's only a twelve-year-old game. I mod it like crazy. What can I say? Um, what else? Actually, there's a. Uh, I know you haven't been playing Division. No, I have not been playing Division. Keep asking. You. I know you've read. I know every single day. Send me a message. You never answer. Well, half the time you send them when I'm busy at work. You know, actually working. Yeah, that's when you're here. When you're not I did last night. Did I? No. Oh, I'm just a yeah. <laughs> I just ignored you. I said other things. What can I say? Um, uh, but uh, there's, I've been looking into getting some board games that we can, we can play. Um, I have up to 30 board games that we can play that we've never played. I know, I know. This is, uh, I know it's Patrick's 50th anniversary of Star Trek. Oh my god, we've been talking about that for five years now yeah. and have not ever anyway, brought it out. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to bring it out. Back to me. Um, I know, I, I'm so rarely ever. What, what, what board games are you looking at? Red Dragon Inn. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's actually, it's, a, it's, a, it's basically a drinking game. It's actually really fun. It's not really a drinking game. It's, it's a game based off of supposedly a bunch of adventurers come back from raid or the dungeon or something and you're now celebrating I see. around drinking and gambling is what you're supposed to do and the winner is the person that either still has money or hasn't passed out for being drunk and it's, it's so it's a simulated drunkenness thing. yeah okay not but real it's a, it's, a, it's a really entertaining game and you screw over everybody else at the table always always um there's also another one called uh, guillotine that I wanted to, it's, it's very similar to that one that we did at CTC where you got the lineup of characters and you're kind of moving. Oh, you, you mean know, frontline no combats? Yes, but uh, the other games. The, the, pur the purpose of this game is is that you've got your nobles or whatever, and they're all lined up to the guillotine, and they're all worth a certain amount of points. And the, the idea is to move them around to get the most points. Okay. And, that, and like every turn, someone gets a every every up. turn somebody gets killed. Okay. And new, new new people are drawn into the line, and right. a certain person it, it a certain person um, causes the day to end, and there's three days with which to do this. Okay. So you keep trying to bump that person to the back and put more, try to increase your point value. Basically. Right. Uh, what was the other one that I wanted to do? Um, I think it's called Coup. Oh yeah. The you know Coup. La Resistance is based. Or it's in the same universe. Yes. Um, I haven't seen. I haven't seen a lot of resistance, but oh, but no, we've we've played resistance before. Have we? Yes. Um, oh, maybe you weren't there. There, we we've, we've had many resistance nights in the past. Anyway, that that, that for the longest time that was my absolute favorite game to play. Yeah. And when I was on my Japan trip, we played it every night, at least three or four rounds every night. Wow. Um, there are a couple other ones, but I cannot remember them offhand. But I, the one I really want to do is uh, uh, Red Dragon. It's really good. You know the one I really want to do. Oh crap! I, I forgot the name of it. Well, that 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 big one that we were playing. Um, oh, the one with the models. Yes. Yes. What the hell was that called? We played. Oh, the game that we were playing with that other guy. With the little models. With the models. That I faded up. Remember? Crap! What was it called? I want to call it Bloodstone, but it's not Bloodstone. Oh, Bloodstone. Oh, Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven. Yes. Gloomhaven. 
Um, I may have picked up a tabletop simulator Gloomhaven uh, mod. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, we can play that. Then. We might be able to do it that way and then yeah. not have to physically destroy my board because it's kind of one of those physically destroy your board or rip up card type of games. Yeah. Which I'm not it's a legacy a, game. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. I know you wanted to play it not as. Well, no. Kind of what I want to do is um, I want to take, print out like a, um, a copy of the, the actual tape, the board, the yeah. um, uh, map. Yeah. And then take, put, magnetize it, or somehow put it up on the wall, and then get magnets, and then put all the stickers onto magnets. And that way, you put the magnets up on your board, and then you kind of, that, that's what it is for this run, but you can always take those off if you want to have like a different run that you do with a, a different group of players. And then you, as you unlock things, you, again, put stuff, put magnets up on the board. And take pictures. Sir. And take pictures so that you know where your uh, progression is. If you're going between campaigns, like what, what I'm saying is, yeah. I don't want to permanently mark up my board. Yeah, you don't want to. I don't want to permanently destroy cards, just put them away in like a separate section. Yeah, I kind of want to just, I want to be able to paint all the models. Well, I, that's I, what I want. Well, unfortunately, because we're playing it in the way it's intended to be played, yeah. we don't even know what the other models look like. We don't know what they are, we don't know what they're called. We've only ever seen the four, four, the first starting four characters, yeah. because we haven't progressed long enough for anyone to retire. We've only played twice, I think. Twice, twice, yeah. That's definitely a game I want to get back and start playing again. I want to start playing it regularly, and I want to start it so that we're actually starting to advance in the storyline and start yeah. exploring things and seeing how things change. So I'm going to start with that. Mm -hmm. But you have to get it into that stage where you can start playing it locked down or support. Yeah. So that's the first, your first goal. But other than that, um, movies. Movies. Uh, not a lot in terms of movies. Um, I've been watching a lot of anime on uh, Netflix. A couple of binge watched a couple of anime shows, but that's about it. Nothing really to scream on that. They've been on, on Netflix for two years. So Neo Genesis and again the is coming out this month. Neon what? Neo Genesis. I think actually I think it's already on. Neon Genesis. It sounds yeah. like something I've seen already. It it's uh, it's well known in the anime community. Yes. Yeah. So, anything else, Bob? No. All right. That's pretty much done. I'm quick and easy. That's why you guys are with me first. That's why. We like you, right? We like you a lot. And and because we're going clockwise. Now. Yeah. No, it's because you like it's it's, it's, made, it's made of the clockwise actually. I'm trying to make it feel good. Uh, Pat, go ahead. Right. Are you ready? Oh, he took notes. Oh, he's got a list. Got no. a list. Okay, so list. let's mute him and move on to the next person. <laughs> so, to start with, so anyways, I will... So, um, well, I watched, Deborah and I watched Brightburn. We did. It was awesome. Very good. And we also watched... Which one was that? Okay, so Brightburn Superman. is no, no, Superboy. No, no, not Superboy. Right, it's apparently it's not Superboy. Not Superboy. Um, anyway, uh, it's basically super, the Superboy story and what would happen if he wasn't brought up in a family who instilled morals and well, duty and responsibility. Well, he didn't take. He's an right. idiot, so he didn't take. Right, so he basically, once he realizes he has power, just does whatever the fuck he wants. And anyone um, who gets in his way, he fucks over. It's a super horror movie. Yeah. Oh, that's right, it's, you talked to him, you told yeah, him. About it is it. awesome. It's very well done. Because I'm not and, a fan of horror movies per se, because right. they're usually not that smart. Oh, you went and saw this in theater, right? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. This is well done because it's, it's along the lines of the thing, Alien, uh, or the original that aired Elm Street, where the people are actually smart. Like, it's not doing really stupid things. So they're actually, you know, 
trying to be intelligent about what they're doing, and it's just something that is just too powerful for them to be able to handle properly. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, Deborah Miles, I saw was Dark Phoenix in the theater. I liked it a lot more than Deborah did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't hate it. It was okay. No, but I don't understand why so many people who've seen it don't like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't understand the hate in the backlash. Tell, they tell the story much better of the Dark Phoenix saga than in the first movie, in the first one. Yes, X3. X3. But I actually really enjoy it. I, I really like the third X-Men movie the, um, of the original yeah. set. We, we agree to Welcome to the population of one. Yeah, that's fine. I'm okay with it. Um, but, like I said, Dark Phoenix does work as a story. In a movie, it, it does tell the story much better than The Last Stand did. So I'm not too sure. I can understand people having, going, well, they've already told the story sort of once and a bit, and Logan sort of ended the X-Men movies. I could see a little bit of people being tired of going to see them, but just the ones that did see it, why they didn't like it that much. Okay, also I have watched, as I mentioned on the Facebook, Predestination uh, with Ethan Hawke. It's actually based on a Highland short story called All You Zombies. It's one of those time travel ones, but it's it's one of those mind fuck movies where after you question a lot and you start having to think over and over what happened. It's very well done. Yeah, um, the only problem is, is that I've got that song by the Hooters running through my head. Uh, I've watched the first two shows of Good Omens, and oh, for some of the few people out there, good news, Netflix isn't carrying it anymore. So. <laughs> 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 um, it's actually, I like David Tennant, always a good actor. And it's based on the uh, Terry Pratchett uh, novel. Well, Neil Gaiman. Uh, Neil Gaiman, no, yeah. Terry Pratchett. It's both. Neil Gaiman and Terry. Yeah, it's, it's it's the two of them together. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, I watched it. It's interesting when it's with uh, David Bautista called Final Score. It's not one of those like for sci-fi sort of stuff, but it's basically rejoining Die Hard, but in a football stadium. It was pretty much Die Hard. It wasn't bad though for football hmm. to consider. Wasn't that the last Boy Scout? Like, didn't Bruce <laughs> Willis actually do Die Hard in a football stadium? Yeah, yes, so, no, I'm talking football, footy. Oh, soccer. soccer. Sorry. Footy. Right, Devin? Yeah, well, it's fine. I, I'm, I'm okay soccer. calling it soccer. Uh, I just okay. prefer to call it football. Uh, also, there's one on Netflix called Prospects, which is uh, sort of science fiction, definitely science fiction. It's in the future. They're a different moon, and they're prospecting for certain. Uh, I've heard lots of good things about it. Yeah, that's actually just, well just while I remember, can I just throw this out there? I, I was stumbling across the Netflix this morning and I stumbled across the Dark Crystal. Oh, yes, the, 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 the original? The original. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah that's because they, they're coming out with the TV, the TV series. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. I was I was actually pleasantly surprised that for some reason I looked it up the other. Uh, if, have you seen it? it? Um, if I did, it was like. Oh, I recommend watching it. Yeah, you should it's definitely watch it. Watch it. Uh, it it's so I'm pretty sure the last time I watched it, I was like. Yeah, no, I, I recommend watching it again. Prospects is actually pretty good. It's again sort of a psychological thriller type idea. Uh, then I also watched I Am Mother. I I, I looked at it. I uh, it's it's on my list. I, I'm gonna eventually check it out. It's all right. I don't. It, I don't it's a very interesting take on the singularity. Yes, it is. Um, but it's not like oh, it's so original. Like, well, all these stories have been done before, but they did do an yeah. interesting job of it. And I think what you mean to say it's so is it's so original. It's original. I think what you mean to say is it's so original. So original. Yes. What, what did he What did he say? He's saying it's not original. It's not. No, it's not. exactly. No, it's not. I, I know it's. He's not. saying that obviously it's not. Oh, okay. I'm oh, sorry. 
as, so, as, as someone who wants to break into the mainstream media, you are required to say it's so original. No. You must you must go along with the think speak no, and the group not. speak. Fuck that. <laughs> um, but it is an interesting. Story. All credit to the actress. She does a really good job. She's young. She yeah. is. And she basically, well, basically it's her the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, her and a bunch of AI. No, no, no. no. One droid. And one oh, is it just one? one? There's, there's three characters. Well, the main one is her. Yeah. And then the droid. And then one of the person that eventually. Okay. And the only male in the movie is the baby. Yes. Well, actually, the male in the movie is the guy who her in the robot suit. It was done by special effects. I was watching how they did it. It was pretty impressive because they manufactured that suit to fit him perfectly. Right. So he could walk around with it. The there's uh, bicep. It fits around his bicep perfectly, and they shaved the elbow ones, like inside ones, to one millimeter, so he could turn his elbow and not scrape his elbow on the inside. Okay. Uh, so quite impressive. Um, Hmm. Then I watched the first episode of season three of Jessica Jones, and I'm not going to spoil it away, but well, I think they're trying to make us not like anybody on the show. <laughs> like, wasn't it the last season? It is. Well, it's no, the it last is thing. Last it's the last, last of season. anything they ever put out for that whole yeah, universe. But they they're making Jessica Jones and Patty Patsy so unlikable in really? the first show. You're like, okay, I understand Jessica Jones hard to get into because her character type. But my God, they're trying to make people not like them a lot. To start. Uh, I'm up to episode eight now, and it changes. It does okay, good. Yeah. Um, so I watched a fair amount. Uh, wow, look, look at all the free time you have on your hands. Maybe you should be spending that on on the podcast somewhere. More, uh, uh, more it is, more more it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky he loves beer a lot, and he decided to throw it in his hand. Oh. <laughs> no, he would never waste beer. I'm not worried. No, no, no. I uh, did pick up um, the Space Hulk computer game, uh, the full package of it. Uh, it's yeah. okay. It's all right. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to look it up and put it on, our, on the link when it's done. Put something thing, but there's a sort of medieval fantasy type game, which the combat is very somewhat realistic. Like the swing of sword and shield, you have to use your body properly and everything. And oh, is it Mountain Blade um, Warband? No, it's individual, like you're one person. Yeah. And then you're doing, you're swinging, <laughs> you need to have a, a sword and shield, 200 sword, and a club, a heavy axe or stuff like that. But it's really hard to use the combat. It's not, it's not swinging. No, and, it, and it's, the learning level is insane on this. I'm like, okay, I don't think most users would like this because it's too hard. Like, you're basically learning how to use a sword and shield properly using a mouse. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very tough. Uh, so I don't see it doing... Like, I, I paid for a Kickstarter and everything, so I just try and see what it's like. But yeah, I wouldn't... Unfortunately, I wouldn't recommend it because it, it does. It does, it does sound to me like they're, they're aiming for it to be a VR game. I can see that. Like that right now, they're just... Re- they're trying to... Pre- Provide content to their their backers. Yep. So they're releasing it. No, like I guess they can, which yep. is doing it without VR. Yeah. But it seems to me like their ultimate goal is to do it in VR, because that that sounds like something that they would. 
they would work. They would work that. Yes, we are. So, because that seems to be the way things are going these days. And also, uh, although it's not gaming related, I have found guided people at work. Three other people that would be willing to do board games, uh, so we can expand our our area for board games that at least have a wider circle to draw from to play some more regularly board games. Just uh, good. Books, I've just been reading more of the Warhammer 40k stuff. And for gaming, well, uh, Doing Devrim's Twilight 2001. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, I just started back into Patrick's DD. I'm enjoying that one. Uh, playing a half orc barbarian bard. With a half elven brother. With a half elven half brother. Yes. <laughs> a lot of halves in this. <laughs> and then also, the big one for me is my Pendragon ongoing game, Tomorrow. Where they have just killed the god emperor of Rome and are trying now to get back. And that's it. Blaine? Hold on, I have a question for you. Oh. This game that you're talking about with the super realistic combat, it's yes. called Kingdom Come Deliverance? Uh, I can't remember. I'd have to check it out on Steam. Because that's a game I was in the Kickstarter for oh, yeah. and started playing uh, when it first came out, played the shit out of it, and it is super, super fun. Yeah, that's a uh, first stuff. Like um, it takes place in like Bohemia, or like no, it's not that one. medieval Europe. No, it's one. Oh, wait, I have to check. Like I said, when you put up the link for when the episode's up, by then I'll just add a comment saying oh. this is the actual game. Okay. All right, that's it for me. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, I was talking with Devon as always uh, on our way out to. And it's been mostly a quiet month for me since uh, since we did the last uh, podcast. I'm not really sure why exactly. I, looking back at the month, I can't see a lot of demands on my time. But as far as uh, you know, the geeky pursuits that we love to talk about on this podcast, there hasn't been an awful lot. Um, my main regret is that. I did not get out to see Shazam in theater. Oh, that's too bad. So uh, it was, it was, it didn't last very long in Cineplex. Um, it went fairly quickly to uh, Imagine Cinemas in San Juan. And I was hoping to get a chance to get out to see it there, but the show times just were not convenient and neat. So it didn't quite work out with that. Well, as um, our resident. Uh, comic expert, and I have to ask, is there anything on the comics front that uh, you'd like to talk about? Oh yeah, like, I'm, I'm getting there. There's a few well, things. Just saying um, there wasn't lots. And... There, there, wasn't, there wasn't lots. But, however, uh, thanks largely to the fact that uh, my wife Jen got into the show along with me, I did see the finale of Doom Patrol okay. Tuesday night. And, uh, Space Channel. Oh, and, and get this. Uh, CTV is rebranding all of its special channels so that they all have CTV in the name. Yeah. And so starting this fall, Space Channel will become the CTV Sci Fi Channel. Ridiculous. Now, yeah. thankfully, they are probably because they don't want to pay them. They're not using the Sci Fi SY FY. Oh, good. Okay. So it's not SIFI? It's not SIFI. Um, the CTV Sci-Fi Channel and that, um, but sorry, that's a bit of a side rant. Um, space burnt off 
the last four episodes of Doom Patrol by doing two at a time. I think largely because they were far enough behind the schedule from the States. DC uh, Universe didn't drop all of the Doom Patrol episodes at once. They were doing mm -hmm. one a week, but I think they were about four weeks ahead yeah. of uh, where space was. So they did, uh, for the last couple of weeks, they did two episodes a night. Uh, managed to see the finale. Uh, I've said this before, I will say it again now. If any of our listeners were fans of Grant Morrison's run on Duke Patrol, this was basically Grant Morrison's run on Duke Patrol. Um, it may not have been literal storylines taken, but the spirit of it absolutely completely inspired by Grant Morrison. I hope that he got money out of this because uh, definitely, definitely not. But I really enjoyed it. Uh, Jen really liked it. Uh, and that. Uh, very adult. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll state once again, uh, don't let your kids watch this. Yeah. Um, it will not end well for you. Brendan uh, Fraser's uh, robot man is dropping F-bombs like waterfalls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, there is a smattering of sex and nudity. Uh, but what about the comics so, code? <laughs> thankfully, the comics code went the way of the dodo that's not 10 years ago. No, that's not thankfully. Uh, yeah, thankfully, mm. it was never, it was never, the comics code was a perfect example of we are so scared the government's going to regulate us, we will regulate ourselves, and we will do it far, far harsher than the government ever would have. That was the comics code. Listen, there's um, something we said about keeping things like, uh, I don't know, sex and nudity and stuff away from comic books. I mean, I don't, I don't really see a problem with that. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that they're... Comics can be all things to all people. If there's anything that I really, really, really dislike is the whole notion of comics are for kids. Same as animate for the longest time had that thing. Yeah, it was animate. Right. Well, the thing is, that, that's Japan, just cartoons. That was never a thing. True. True. When it came to America, when it came to America, it ran into the whole cartoons are for kids. Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily. But I mean, like, you know, we've been proving that for years now with stuff like American Dad and, uh, um, you know, The Simpsons to a certain extent. But, uh, well, you there's, before that, uh, the Ralph Bakshi films and. Yeah, and there's, and so there's stuff like out there that's even in the mainstream that isn't necessarily completely for kids anymore, which, which is a good thing. Um, so right now, I need to get over my apathy and try to finish off some stuff that I've got sitting on my PBR. Uh, I've got the final two episodes of Limits of Tomorrow on my PBR, which is a show that I really, really like. Mm -hmm. And every time I go to watch it, I just, I, just uh, I don't feel like, it's like I mentioned in the last podcast, lately, I don't feel like watching stuff mm -hmm. that. With, the odd exception like Doom Patrol, or, you know, in a completely different genre altogether, American Ninja Warrior. Love that show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the new season's on. Yes, exactly. And it's something that uh, Madeline and I like to watch together. Yeah. And stuff. 
American Ninja Wars. It's a fun show. It's an excellent show. Okay. It's just uh, the uh, old I mean, American Gladiators. You, no, it's not. I, don't, I am not a fan of the all the heartwarming backstories and you know how it's amazing that this person has gotten out to compete and all that stuff. No, uh, I'm not a fan. I tend to skip it. But that's a big part of it. It is. I know. I know. And it's it's how they build up fandoms for these athletes yeah, and yeah. stuff. I don't care. Um, you know, call me shallow or callous or whatever. I just, for the most part, I don't care. See, Derek, what, I'm not the most cold-hearted person. What, I mean, uh, no, you still are. Derek. What What I like and what I, it still boggles my mind is the athleticism mm -hmm. that's on display doing some unbelievable things at speeds that blow my mind. Well, you, you watch the early uh, contestants and, you know, they're getting knocked out on the third, fourth, fifth obstacle. And then yeah. they get to the end where they have the really good players and it's like, okay, he just did that entire course in 30 seconds. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, you know, well, I mean, like, I'll give, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, one of the top guys, his name is Drew Dreschel. All of these guys have nicknames. The real life like, ninja. Uh, yeah. The, this guy calls himself a real life ninja because he was one of the first to turn it into a career. He opened up a gym. Basically, all this guy does is run his gym and do competitions. And he is, you know, if he's not the best, he is really, really close. He has to won the best. Big prize yet, though. Not yet. Although last year he did get the is the fastest. There's only been one person to ever win the whole thing. And he was he returned to competition last year and he didn't get all that far. No. Um, but uh, he he was in the qualifiers. That's that's where they're at right now. Drew Dreschel was. And in the qualifiers they have a new obstacle they basically took their signature obstacle, the Mega Wall, which is a 14-foot-high curved wall that these guys run up somehow. Uh, and they said, okay, let's make it more interesting. They put an 18-foot one right beside it. And if you make it up there, you get $10,000. $10,000 if you do it on your first try. Yeah, they changed it this year. On the first try, you get 10. Second try, uh, on the second try, five. each try drops by half. Yeah. But uh, so Dreschel is running the course, and they're going, you know, he's got to make a choice. Does he go for the fastest time or does he go for the mega wall? And I'm watching this going, at the speed he's going, he might do both. And he came really, really close to doing it. Mm -hmm. He did the mega wall on the first try. Um, and I think he was like two seconds off of the fastest time of the night, despite the fact that he chose the, you know, four foot higher yeah. wall. And so so yeah, the athleticism is amazing. The way I the way I got into it to tie this back into geekdom <laughs> and stuff, uh, I saw a clip on YouTube of a stunt woman. Her name is Jessie Graff. Yeah. And uh, on the women's side of things, oh, she's she top. is the top. Period. Uh, one of the interesting things about uh, A and W is that uh, they don't 
change things at all for female competitors. You're running the same course. Yeah. Everything they do have. Well, they have they a do, special rule at the top. They do have some special yes. city finals, regardless of how they yeah. But Graf, for example, usually qualifies by being in the top 30, just like the guys, and thereby knocking the yeah. guy out of the competition in the process. Yeah. And that uh, she she is a stunt woman. Uh, last year, she did not compete in the Vegas finals. The whole reason being was that she was doing stunts for a Wonder small Woman. little movie next year, Wonder Woman 1984, yeah. <laughs> and stuff. So, uh, Graf also makes a habit of competing in cosplay, or to be more exact, her outfits are all superhero inspired. Yeah. She's done Spider Woman, she's done Wonder Woman, uh, she's done a couple others. I think she did a Captain America once. Yes, I think she did. Or that might have been the Wonder Woman one. I don't know. Um, both are Star Spangled. Yeah. And stuff. But yeah, so uh, no, I I really recommend I really recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. No, sorry, just going on the uh, streaming update on the Netflix and uh, uh, Prime for Good Omens. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. So <laughs> then, next, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Let me, let me guess. You just saw the whole thing where Amazon promised to cancel things. Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So well, uh, Netflix, Netflix cancel. Yeah, the absolute best. With the whole Netflix thing, though, since apparently, you know, these uh, religious conservatives, I think they got a 20,000 signature 20, petition yes. to get Netflix to cancel Good Omens. Yeah. And net, the, net, the official Netflix UK account actually tweeted out, okay, we won't make any more. Yes. <laughs> and, then, and then Prime goes, hey, hey Netflix. We'll cancel Stranger Things if you cancel Good Omens. Yeah. Deal? <laughs> so, so yeah. So, Sorry. so yeah. So, like I said, um, a fair amount, fair amount of apathy. I mean, like, uh, well, uh, you know, I've got three episodes of Blind Spot. I really want to finish. They're going into the final season of Blind Spot next year. Um, it's a show I really enjoyed. Uh, I'd watch Jamie Alexander in pretty much anything. Although I kind of wish that uh, she'd been able to, you know, pop up in the Marvel Universe a little bit more because mm -hmm. uh, I really liked Sif. But on the bright side, it means that I can pretend that Sif is still out there somewhere alive, as opposed to the unceremonious. Uh, Taiko Atiti led bloodbath of the Warriors 3, mm. where they all died inside of like, what, two minutes? Hopefully it'll turn out that she ended up in Fade Away Bill and has been exploring the universe. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be good. I could live with that. I, I don't. I do not understand the Beta Ray Bill love. I, it, that makes no sense to me. What? Have you read the Walter Simpson run of four? No. He hasn't read four for much. You, you know, like spend ten bucks, go on Marvel Unlimited for one month, read the Walter Simpson Thor. I mean, like. It's it, it's one of the best writings of Thor's stuff. Yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic stuff. It's better than any Thor or Frog. I'll put I'll put to you this way. I mean, like it's Walter Simpson who actually somehow made people care about the Executioner. Yeah, you know, like he stood alone at Gyalabru 
and that was enough. They tried to replicate that impressive moment to yeah. the and, and, get it and you know what? Carl Urban could have pulled it off. Oh yeah. But they didn't give him the structure for it. No, no. They didn't give him the structure for it. Although well, the entire, I will give Taiko ATD credit, the entire shot of Scourge jumping out of the ship with both machine guns yeah. going, that was a great shot. Yeah, yes. Uh, so anything else there new? Yeah. So uh, on the reading side of things, uh, I actually just finished, finally finished June 2010 on Marvel Unlimited. Because um, I ended up wanting to read like 42 comic books. It's going back and forth a little there. Gaming, uh, mainly last Wednesday, once again, our uh, 3.5 campaign led by Mr. Ramsey. Uh, we're starting uh, a week from this coming Wednesday. We're going to be back to eight players, one, one DM, uh, with a total of uh, nine PCs, because uh, we play our main NPC, the Prince, as if he were a PC. So uh, very, very crowded table, but, uh, and just, just for amusement value, folks, uh, out of the, out of the nine actual people in the room, we have three Patricks, two Chris's, two Chris's <laughs> and then the rest of us actually have our own names. But well, not um, just two Chris's, two Chris S's. Yes, true. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so it's going to be crowded. It's going to slow things down. But let's face it, a lot of the fun of this whole thing is social anyway. So, uh, and uh, I will say uh, to Mr. Gleason over here, uh, the introduction of the Barrett brothers has been a lot of fun. <laughs> and that, uh, it, it makes, it's kind of interesting. Uh, it means that, uh, I'm down to basically one backup character because a couple of my backups had uh, our concepts. But um, oh well, I don't mind. Yeah. Especially because I really, really don't want my current guy to die anyway. Um, on the video gaming side, as a little Father's Day present, uh, Jen took Madeline off somewhere and left me with the house to myself. And I was debating what to play in that. End up playing Neverwinter Nights for a while. That's a and yeah, and I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I'm currently in the very beginnings of it. You know, I mean, like uh, nobody's nobody has any clue yet that the Hell Knights are behind it, everything and stuff. Oh, thank you. I will just start it up Neverwinter Nights and Hades. Now I don't need to go anywhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> Start up again. No, I actually played. No, I played Neverwinter Nights too. I've never played Neverwinter Nights. Oh, okay. But uh, they Steam had a big sale on the. Yeah, that's where I played it out. Yeah. That. Uh, I still have like uh, the Diamond Edition Neverwinter Nights, and I could probably get it installed um, because uh, you know I I was still able to run. The Linux client for Unreal Tournament 2004 on my previous box, no problem. I could I could probably get uh, Neverwinter Nights running as well, 
but there are advantages to having a team. Uh, the one thing that I was never able to get working, uh, because I think it had a Linux thing, was the little movies, mm -hmm. the intercut scenes. So now on Steam, I have that. Besides, I think for the sale, I picked up the whole thing for like 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. So, uh, so played a little bit of, played a little bit of my overnights, and that's been a lot of fun. An awful lot of fun. Anyways, I'm going to show it now because I do have a couple of things for using rumors when we get there. So, ah. okay. Uh, well, for me, games. Uh, I would like to start off by saying thank you to Patrick for the uh, beautiful dice set he gave me for my birthday. Where is it? So it's a middle middle case or middle dice. Is Ifergu the uh, company that makes it? Yeah. Yes. Very nice. Then it came with a couple of pencils too, so I can get right into character creation if I want to. Yeah. Um, Computer-wise, uh, the the uh, BattleTech has come out with the Urban Warfare update, which I've uh, been enjoying oh, yes. a little bit. Um, uh, I do have a problem. I think it's my it's got to be my computer more than anything else. But uh, when I do an urban scenario, I crash within about a turn and a half. Oh, really? oh yeah, it's got your computer. Yeah, but uh, do you have mods on? Uh, no, I'm playing it unmodded. I want to finish off a career before I start trying on mods. Okay. Um, but uh, one thing about the urban scenarios that I really like is uh, when your mechs are walking down the street and it's full of cars. The little cars go pop, pop, pop with every footstep. My favorite thing about urban warfare is if uh, one of your enemies jumps onto uh, the top of a building, you just take the building out, and then the mech falls and completely damages its legs. Sometimes oh, really? destroying the legs. Oh yeah, it's, it's so fantastic. Yeah, is it you're allowed four in the lance or uh, yeah, always four? Four in the lance. Um, my current strongest lance is two wolverines and two griffins, but uh, one of the wolverines is modded to be primarily energy weapon and. Uh, the Griffin is modded to uh, uh, it's a large laser instead of the PPC. Oh. Yeah, so also, well, better able to handle different ranges than yes. the standard Griffin can. And better heat? Yes, slightly better heat. Yeah. Um, uh, other than that, uh, I haven't run across the Raven yet, but I have run across the Javelin a few times. Um, Interesting, you know, this little mini mech with two no, SRs in the chest. Do they have tanks in there? They do oh, yeah, they've always Not for you to play, but uh, no, there are many tanks to go up against. Are, some of the tanks can be nasty when you run across them. It's like, oh, like yeah. the Demolisher, two AC-20s. Yeah, exactly. yeah that's bad. The, yeah, they're there to be stepped on mainly because uh, once you step on them, they just oh, well, implode. But then they were joking about, uh, I can't remember what it was, but like you can kick tanks and they flip over. So this thing with the low gravity. With trends, is yeah. Wait, no, no, you're talking weight differences between no, but the weight the, of a tank and the weight you of a mech that's on two legs is harder to knock down than a tank that's like low to the ground. Because some because of the tanks have gyros in there, so that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah, but still, uh, but like all those, what's this? The Vanquisher that has like three PPCs on it. No, that would be oh crap! I know the name of it. That's uh, oh yeah. Well, the Shrek PPC. The Shrek, Shrek, yeah. Shrek PPC, yeah. It's like, hey, turn around and there's... You know what? That thing is nowhere near as uh, scary as the a fucking S... Oh, the Demolish is bad. The fucking SRM carrier? Oh, six SRM. Automatically, first target. 36 SRMs flying at you. Usually about 28 of them hit. Each doing five points damage. Or six points damage. Fuck, that thing just shreds you. Yeah. Now, granted, not everything hits in, the, in one location like the AC-20s do, 
But it's still. But it's very, very painful. Well, you basically just get shredded. Yeah. Like your all, all of your armor disappears off your front. Yeah. Well, especially like when you write, you write leg armor is the one that you worry about when you're trying to walk around. Well, especially since I put all of my ammunition into my legs. <laughs> because, oh. because hold on, there's a reason for that. I don't want explosive um, uh, ammo going off in your chest to you take you out yeah, because it, it will. Uh, explosive ammo in any of your chest or arm components destroys that component. Yes. And if it's in your chest, you're done. If it's in your center torso, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of the base setups come with your ammo in your center torso. I mean, you'd be insane to do that. But it's the most armored thing, right? There's it is. Like, it's, it's also it's the, the best protector. Yeah, that's true. But I put it in my legs because they very rarely aim for the legs. Uh, if they do aim shots, it's usually for the center torso or for the head. It's funny because I, I used to like aiming for the legs. Yeah, because PCs do. Yeah, and oh, the computer does not. There he goes down and just walk around to him. Okay. Well, once the back loses both legs, they're out of the combat. Correct. Yeah. But just like one computer. No, sorry, I think it's true in the tabletop as well. Uh, no, as long as you still have an arm to prop yourself up, you're still in the game. Really? Yes. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, on, oh, back to. Uh, computer games, on Steam I saw this game that looks really interesting. Um, it's on sale right now too for like $8.50. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, Death Road to Canada is what it's called. <laughs> it's a zombie post-apocalyptic uh, survival game. You've got to uh, get to Canada to save zone. Right, because Canada doesn't have zombies. Right. We're too nice. Uh, and apparently it's set up so that you meet every time you play it, it's going to be different. So right. you have different encounters, you meet different NPCs, and so every time you play it, it should so be a So what experience. type of game is it? Uh, is it like a single person survival? Oh, I don't bother. Well, it's kind of survival. Um, it, it is, you're basically a road trip, right? So no, would you control one person or multiple people? Yeah, uh, is it turn-based? Is it isometric? Control a car full of jerks as they explore cities, recruit weird people, rescue dogs. Yes, apparently in uh, one iteration of it, a guy rescues a dog and then the dog ends up driving the van with everybody. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wow. Argue with each other and uh, face gigantic swarms of slow zombies, randomly generated for a new story and rare events every time you play, is what it says. Is it uh, turn based? Yeah. And uh, it's 849 Canadian. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A single player, or a local multiplayer, local co op, shared split screen, Steam achievements, full controller support, Steam trading cards, is what it says. Genre is mm -hmm. action in the RPG. Okay. It's an RPG. Okay. And it's Steam OS combat. It also it's, means it's uh, multiplayer, so you guys can we can. We won't. I know. It's and it's yeah, not. I'm it's still it's only local multiplayer compatible. Yeah. Yeah. We all went out and bought Divinity, and so 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 yeah. we could do a multiplayer campaign, and we haven't once gotten together to do. We that. did one for Division or two of Division. Yeah, yeah. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. And we also you know started up City of Heroes with everybody. And yeah, yeah but apparently one character that's in uh, listen, superhero group. Pat and Paul apparently don't like the controls or like the way the the game plays, yeah, the so they're never gonna play. That, that's all they're doing. Controls. That's fine. I, I I've got uh, what eight characters? Two of them are villains. I've got eight characters going. They're all at uh, level fifteen at least right now. Oh, nice. Okay, so you actually have been playing. Oh yeah, I, I there's all this content that Pat wants me to do. It's been City of Heroes. <laughs> Okay. So talk about City of Heroes then. <laughs> yeah, do it. 100%. Start downloading OBS and actually recording your gameplay sessions. Yes. Well, it, and then start with running commentary. Yeah. Well, it, it, it does have its flaws as far as the concept goes. I mean, it, it is just a, a run through things and kill stuff kind of a game, which really, when you consider that it's superheroes, is kind of funny because, you know, 
Now I'm high enough level that there's nothing in Atlas Park that's really a threat to me. So I go walking past I don't know how many muggings and other things <laughs> with my gear on. Well, no, it's, it's, it's the same with Superman. Superman no longer concerns himself with street level crime, right? Well, he does if he happens to. He really doesn't. Uh, he does if it's Lois Lane being involved. He stops it right away. Sure. If he happens to, if if there's something bigger on his plate, yes, he'll ignore it. But if he happens to be, which just, is why you need that man, just there. <laughs> uh, I've I've actually created an entire superhero group worth of uh, Justice of Justice League characters. <laughs> so I've gotten a Batman character done up. I've gotten a um, uh, Oliver Queen um, Green yeah. Arrow. Um, I've got Firestorm. Actually, Firestorm's costume is pretty close. You have Wonder Woman. I do have Wonder Woman. I've got um, Green Lantern. Green Lantern was so much fun to do. I just have to ask. Mm -hmm. Firestorm. Yeah. Are you able to do the hair? Yeah. The hair's on fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. The Obviously, heroes gives you so much control okay. for designing your costume. I mean, he still, he still has regular hair, but there's like flame effects that comes off his okay. head. Okay, just checking. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, you can't do Firestorm. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Um, Green Lantern was the most fun because I have him as like a melee character. Okay. But uh, there's one specific uh, melee attack type called uh, Sonic Attack, mm -hmm. where it creates like fists and like daggers and stuff. And if you color it green, yeah, yeah. that's Green Lantern. Like mm -hmm. it's so much fun. Um, I'm re I, okay. So wait, let's go. Ahead. When, when, I, when I it's did, my turn, I'll talk about yeah. how much I've I did come across a character while I was traveling through that I thought might have been you because he was a very Roman Greek design, and I remember you designing that character. But he named the character Testicles. No, that wasn't. <laughs> No, I, I don't do I don't do silly names like that. Uh, <laughs> I, I do have a minotaur named Minos. <laughs> well, hey, my oh, okay. my city girl of Wonder Woman was called Wondrous Girl. Yeah, I, I think I named mine um, Wonderful Woman. <laughs> Batsman is just bats. Um, Green Lantern is the Green Ring. Um, uh, Superman is uh, Steely, Man. Steely Man because yeah. it's the Bat of Steel. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. Superman is one of the first costumes I always make in City Heroes, and one of my favorite characters to play. Oh, uh, Patrick, Patrick watch any please, please continue. Um, oh yeah, lots of movies. Um, so I have watched the complete Arrowverse. So if you want me to tell you what's going on, I'm, I'm, I'm basically completely spoiled. Uh, uh, you're not the only person here. I'm watching Arrowverse. Yeah. So no spoilers. Okay. Um, I did enjoy it. it it's uh, it's getting interesting. Um, Flash. The way it ended, there were some aspects of it that uh, would seem more out of convenience than uh, really trying to further the plot. Come on, Flash's ending of the last season was tragic. Oh, yeah. It was so sad. Well, yes, but I, I mean, the, I didn't really see a need for what happened to have happened. You know, they're saying, mm -hmm. well, he changed the timeline. Right. But, but is that the third time he's changed the timeline? Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Uh, in, in this latest iteration of the timeline, there was someone who came back from the future. Perhaps and, Zoom? Yes. No. Oh, there, there, are, there, are, there are many people that come back. Been... But the changing of the timeline changes the period between now and where that person came back from. And that means... Yeah. Yeah. You just did something on the yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be vague he, he, he for the he, listeners. He applied a theta snap. Yeah. I'm trying to be vague for the listeners, but for you to know what I'm talking about because you're not watching the show and you're actually raise your well, and go. Seeing as how it's been close to a month since Flash. Doesn't matter. A lot of people haven't seen it. A lot I of people it. people don't watch TV the way we 
traditionally used to watch TV. Yeah. Where you'd sit and wait for an episode to air, then you'd watch the episode as it airs, and then like the next day start talking about it. People don't cons- we, people we, don't consume media that, that way anymore. That still happens somewhat, except now it's evolved to Netflix dropping a whole season, mm-hmm. and the people who actually have enough time binge watch it in the first two days, right. and they start talking about everything. Right, but but not everyone watches shows at the same rate that you used to be able to watch shows, right? So not, not everyone has as much time as other people. Um, other, some, you might have other shows you're currently in the middle of that you don't want to stop, so you have to wait until that's done before you can start a new, a new season of something else. So we, we don't consume media the way it used to be. Therefore, this whole, oh, it, it aired a week ago, therefore now we can talk about it, that, that's gone. Mm-hmm. So all, all of our, our, our spoiler um, timelines, I think, have to be modified for the modern age. Well, so, uh, it, it all started yeah. with the invention of PR. Yeah. yeah. People started recording. Well, PCR, well PCR, PCR was around, PCR. yes, but people do PR now because they don't just skip commercials. Yeah. yeah. That's my when, when, when you had to actually go and buy the like, video right. tapes. Yeah, it was a little yeah, different. Yeah. You didn't tape nearly as much. I mean, I used well, to I mean, tape. I tape just tape over what you've already watched. Yeah, so and, and at, some point, at some point, that tape just explodes. Yeah. I've done that a few times. I guess we're all about to work out. What are VAs? What is this? For some reason, I think our target audience actually gets Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have target audience? No, our our actual audience. Actual demographic, yes. Um, We tend to skew a little older. Arrow uh, did a very big shift, and Oliver Queen isn't quite as important to the overall story. Seeing how the next season is going to be a, a shortened final season. Right. Yeah. Uh, like 10 episodes of it? Because I thought I read something. Is it 10 or 8? Might, yeah, 8 or 10. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah. One of the two. So uh, I think they're probably trying to set up a spinoff because um, all the flashback scenes in this season were actually flash forward scenes. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, movies? Uh, well, wait, there's still more shows. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mar- Marvel Runaways. So this is what you can do it instead of Marvel Runaways, I think, ended since the last time I was on, at least. Uh, yeah. That was a, that was a very uh, fun uh, season as well. I'm going to dump that down online. Is it No, no, Runaways. Marvel Runaways. Oh, I've never seen it. I've never even heard of it, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, a bunch of, it's about a bunch of kids who discover that their parents are supervillains. <laughs> and they decide, okay. we don't want to have anything to do with you anymore. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's based hmm. on a series by a guy named Brian K. Vaughn. Um, it was one of the rare instances of Marvel putting out a book with all new characters, right. and it took off. Okay. Um, it's been very popular over the past few years. Yeah. And that, uh, I got I got to ask, uh, and this is not a spoiler because there have been hints of it all the way through last season, and of course, if you read books, they reveal the traitor yet? Uh, the traitor? Yes. Okay, and that's all I need to know. Yeah. Um, there's also my favorite of the Marvel TV series right now has got to be Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. That just, uh, that just I, finished. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Now, I have to say, I was a big fan of uh, Cloak and Dagger in the 80s. Um, and I'll admit it was adolescent me really liking Dagger. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they, I think they've done it past her name. They've done a fantastic job of modernizing the story uh, and at the same time keeping to the themes of, of their story. 
I got I got to get the costume folks. I, I was talking a bit about the finale of Club Dagger last podcast because uh, you were there, you weren't there, and I think I specifically mentioned I was sure you'd be quite happy with uh, how things turned out. Oh yes, especially as as, uh, especially in the uh, the other world where they actually were keeping kind of close. Uh, Dagger, of course, can't wear the costume that she has in the, in the yeah, comics, well, but. Uh, they, they still sure she can. <laughs> sure she can. She's capable not, of wearing it. Not on ABC's Family Channel. I see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thankfully, well, she's also, uh, so they aren't even housing quite that costume in the comics. How old is she supposed to be in the TV show? She's like 16 or 18. In the TV show, they're high school kids in the TV show. Yeah, the costume is the okay. So the costume didn't show anything. Full credit, what they came up with for her. It wasn't it was a very, it works. Yeah. It just really works. Wonder, okay, it starts here, goes here, and then goes down there. Yeah, yes. but, it's, yes. but it's not a there, There's a dagger kind of that basically covers yeah. her entire chest. Yes, exactly. Yes. Or, uh, but everything's covered. Still, the, yeah. only, the only thing that's shockingly displayed is her navel. Oh no. We're, we're, a little, we're not that puritanical anymore. No, it, shows, no, it, shows but, a lot, it shows a lot of cleavage. Yes. It's all cleavage. It shows the tops of her breasts and it shows her navel. Um, you're not going to be showing that on a character who's supposed to be 16, 17. Well, that plus... I, I disagree. I've seen many uh, shows with 16, 17 know, year olds yeah, where that kind of stuff happens. Thing exists. I'm just saying... It's like, also completely impractical for live action. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You'd have to have a lot of glue to keep things from popping out. Body paint would probably be the better solution. I'm, I'm <laughs> down with that. That sounds good. Well, yeah, it's in CGI. Yeah. Or CGI. Well, no, we don't want to have a repeat of Green Lantern movie on TV. TV with a C, or CGI to TV. Uh, the thing is, the CGI keeps improving. Mm -hmm. I think they might be able to do something decent with Green Lantern. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So I think thing. they did something uh, decent with Green Lantern already. Moving, moving on. What happens when Pepper doesn't show up for like two rounds? <laughs> yeah. uh, Game of Thrones, uh, I think, happened. The finale happened since our last. Uh, last that actually last time we were here. That happened last time. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm one of the few people that uh, liked the way that it ended up, but I have to agree that uh, there was a lot of lazy writing. In the last two seasons, mm -hmm. right? I, the, one of the things that really uh, stood out to me. No clicking the pen. Sorry. Was uh, the scorpions? How they're super weapons one episode, and then just normal ballista in the second episode, right. or the next episode. Um, but uh, all those folks that didn't like ha what happened with Danny, well, you weren't paying attention. I really think that uh, the last two seasons has been a very strong comment on modern politics. Not the politics of politicians, but the politics of the individual people. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, we keep on saying that we'd like to have a politician that sticks to our principles. Well, <laughs> Ed Stark stuck to his principles and got executed. Yep. Rock Listen, Stark spoilers. Stark. This was season one. No, no, probably season one. First show. No, no, no. no. Uh, the penultimate episode, actually. Yeah. All, all, okay, this is something that we talked about um, when we were about to record our Game of Thrones episode of Geek Fights, which didn't happen, it was postponed. Um, the All of the action, all of the really cool stuff, always happens on the penultimate episode, and the final episode is just dealing with the the, 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 the fallout. 
with the sole exception of Joffrey being killed. That oh, happens. Spoiler. I know. That happens episode two of season four. I know because I just watched it last night because Jen and I are sitting down and going through the entire Game of Thrones series because she hasn't seen past season three or season four. <coughs> Excuse me. I haven't seen past season seven. Uh, so I haven't seen any of the finale, uh, although I've had a lot of spoilers about it. Right. Um, so, but we're we're, we're slowly we're working our way through it. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't seen past season one, episode one. Okay. <laughs> so, so keep but I was going. Yeah, Rob Stark. Well, again, be, about being principled. Rob Stark sticks to his principles and gets assassinated for it. Um, Jon Snow sticks to his principles, gets assassinated for it. But he gets brought back to life. Yes. Yeah, but he happens to. The other thing is, all of those characters, while you know, the population begs for principled politicians and leaders when the these guys stick to their principles and end up on the bad end of the stick because of it. Yeah, but that's not that's idiots. not that's not from the populace that, that that's happening. It's from the people in power who don't want them. No, no, I know that, but the are the viewers' criticism of them is that they got what they deserve because they were being idiots. Right. But they're doing they're leading the way we want our leaders to lead. Right. Right, so they're idiots when they do it the way we want them to, but uh, we don't want them to do it. I would argue. I would argue that politicians today, politicians today, definitely stick to their principles, except they're not honest about what their principles are to their people. Those people who are sitting back and kind of watching it happen, going, "Oh yeah, yeah, they're acting exactly on brand." This is exactly what you'd expect from uh, the guy who's in charge in Alberta, the guy who's in charge in Ontario. Like they are, they are one hundred percent on brand, sticking exactly to their principles yeah. because all they care about is privatizing everything, getting rid of any sort of social uh, safety net, mm-hmm. and uh, making putting as much money into their friends' pockets. That's all they care about. Yeah, and they're very but on brand. If they were on brand about that during the elections, they wouldn't have been elected. True. Yeah. Um, and you know the same thing with what happened with Daenerys. I mean. Even if you haven't been caught up on it, you know that there was a big uh, brouhaha about her just acting out of character. Right. And as I said, if you were paying attention, she was acting in character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what she did to every city that she sacked. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, I think she's the answer to that question that everybody has about uh, dictators. How did the people let let it go that far? Mm -hmm. Well... If you're sitting there defending her, saying that that was a, her acting out of character, that's how dictators can get that far. Sure. Right. Uh, Jessica Jones, Patrick mentioned it. I said I'm up to episode eight. Yes, things definitely are uh, changing so that uh, the characters are more likable. Um, I mean, Jessica Jones is still Jessica Jones. Um, it, this is definitely, uh, the season is questioning what is a hero. Right. Uh, she does have some definite themes, like first season was uh, just dealing with um, PTSD and uh, mental abuse. Uh, the second episode, the second season was really questioning family and the value of family and what family really is. So this one is, what is a hero? Um, it's a little different in that this time the hero-villain relationship is a lot closer to Superman Lex Luthor, okay. but on a much smaller scale, on a Jessica Jones type scale. Uh, still, guys, only episode eight. There's 13 se- episodes in the season, so I have no idea how it finishes yet. Yeah, been, Even if you did, you should tell I've, us. Yes. I've been completely spoiled as far as Jessica Jones goes. Uh, I've never seen season. I've never seen season two yet. 
what I've learned about season three, I've got no interest anymore. I doubt I'll ever bother to watch season two. I don't bother to watch season three. What I've heard, uh, I'm sure it's good quality and stuff, but some of the choices that they've made is stuff I'm just not interested in. So, fair enough. Um, Oh, actually, going back to Cloak and Dagger, one of the big things that happened this season in Cloak and Dagger is Cloak was talking to one of his friends about uh, Luke Cage. So there is a definite connection between yeah. the uh, the Freeform universe and uh, the Netflix universe as well. So I wonder if they're going to include other shows like. Uh, um, uh, everybody's speculating of doing a Cloak and Dagger Runaways crossover. Yeah, there, okay. there was definitely a lead up for that. Uh, in the finale of because the thing is is that not only does Marvel Studios like the TV division uh, produce both shows mm -hmm. but uh, despite the fact that Runaways is on Hulu and Cloak and Dagger is on uh, Freeform in the States Disney owns both right yeah so but all the ownership is in place that they could do their trust. Yeah. Uh, now, so what about FX and their Legion? Last season. Yeah. Oh, and that's it. It's done. Yeah. yeah. It's done after oh, this one, and, and it was intended to be that way right from okay. the beginning. Yeah. Ah, I'm so loving that show. Well, you know, with Legion and the Doom Patrol, I did. I posted this on Facebook, but I really want to see the Invisibles show up on the on the small screen or the big screen. But I think the small screen is a better venue for it. Yeah, I have a little bit. Tangentially for news and rumors about something. Yeah. Uh, while you guys were seeing Brightburn, uh, Brenda and I were seeing Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Did you like it? Was it fun? Uh, it was fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Not as much. Well, that I think is the primary it, thing. Is it fun? Yeah. It is full of, uh, of science fiction monster movie tropes. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. So. Which what you want? That's what you want with Godzilla movies. Well, Godzilla. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you want to have a bit of character development going on as well. Um, now, the big complaint I've heard is that there's not enough of the, not enough of the big kaiju fights. Um, I'm pretty sure it's about on par with the original Toho yeah, movies. Okay. Well, well what, what I've been hearing is they're gearing up towards three, where it's going to be nothing but kaiju fights. Well, the next movie is supposed to be King Godzilla vs. King Kong. Oh, is it King Kong? Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, like, yeah, yeah, the original movies... There would be well because a there there would have a guy who oversuit the entire movie yeah right so that's why there was other stuff going on like well plus he's destroying the set yeah you can only rebuild it so many times <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah I mean you you have the the, the hints of the monster the monster may come up and do a little bit just so that everybody's going oh we got to do something about the monster and then you know you build up to the big final encounter where yeah. they figure out how to defeat the monster uh, it's really only. You know, as you get into the later years, that you start seeing lots and lots of kaiju fights. But also, someone got really silly, like you know, Son of Godzilla and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that's the, the time when you start seeing that it's really nothing but kaiju fights. Yeah, and they weren't as good. No, no, you, you want to have a little bit of character development. It's, I mean, Godzilla is that force of nature. It's not what's the force of nature doing. It's how are people reacting to it. Yeah. Um, I did see I I am mother with uh, which Pat mentioned, uh, and I think we pretty much covered yep. that one. Uh, there's another movie that's uh, on, available on Crave here in Canada. It's called Upgrade, which is similar in that it's dealing with the singularity. 
Uh, I had seen it on, on the queue list that it was one of the best sci-fis of 2018. And script and acting is a little weak, but the concept is is up there. Okay. Yeah. It, it's worth checking. That's the thing I like about I Am Mother. The acting was really good. Again, because it's one one person carrying most of the story. Yeah. And that's always hard. Yeah. Especially for younger actors. Well, yeah. Plus, I mean, you've got three characters yeah. through 90% of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, else? Uh, that's it as far as TV and movies go. And I don't read comics anymore, so... Yeah. So, Deborah's talked about already about stuff he's seen. So, let's move on to segment two. Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> although... <laughs> although... There's really not much that I really can add to this. Without spoilers? Um, uh, no, other than um, the movies that I've seen are the ones Pat's already talked about. The shows that I've seen pretty much just revolve around Game of Thrones. That's kind of taken up well, a lot of my time. The one. Again, the problem is like, okay, yes, you can't, there is no timeline set for the X-Men movies. They're all over the place. Yeah. Uh, the, if you start going, okay, well, in first class, they were at this time period, they were this age, but then you go to 19... Well, no, the big one for me is um, Magneto... Was nine uh, years old in World War II. During World War II, which is the 1930s. So, well, X-Men first class takes place in the year 2000. Um, he'd be in his... No, no, no. X-Men first class no, no, sorry, no. in the 60s. Not, not, not first class. I meant the one that's current day. Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. 90s. That, 90s. that takes place in late 90s. Uh, 1999, I think, is yes. the, uh, the, the actual year. Well, he'd be 68? Yeah. Mecha Fassbender is 40? 45? Well, and also considering Professor X was the same age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... No, Professor X, I think they skewed a bit younger. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, I, he, he was born a bit older. He was kind of a dude in, in college in the so late again, 60s. The, the, the timelines just don't work for yeah. a lot of stuff. Uh, but again, this captured a lot of the feeling of the X-Men mansion, same as the first two did. And uh, Dwayne, to be happy, it's not a spoiler thing. Dazzler does make an appearance in this. <laughs> I heard about that. I heard about that. And, um, and apparently she's Dazzler. in the whole summoning disco costume. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's it's fine. It's it, it's her. That's it's, her character. It's something. Yeah. It was it was fun. Um, yeah. The most useless power set I could ever think of. I made bright lights come out of my eyes. Squirrel Girl. Uh, Squirrel Girl is apparently indestructible. And she took out Thanos. She can't die. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's a pretty no, uh, extreme so, power. I mean, like, in the comics, uh, Dazzler's power set evolved quite a bit. At one point, uh, she was recruited by Galactus. Yeah. Ridiculous. Well, it's to also depends. Remember, who's writing the sure. one. Yeah. That, that's always the case with every comic book. Yeah, but Claremont. Well, Chris Claremont never met a powerful female character he didn't like. Yeah. And he was definitely in the habit oh. of increasing the power level of female characters. But also not just who you wrote, and but so, whose comic is it? Wolverine so cross over the Hulk. Well, all yes. the yeah. Hulk cross over but, the X. But I'm Wolverine. saying, in general, Claremont tended, if like the, the female characters he created were powerful to begin with. Um, if you look at the most powerful characters in his run of Uncanny X-Men, it was always the women. Uh, Wolverine was indestructible, but he wasn't quite as powerful. Claremont did the same thing with Dazzler. He basically took her abilities and kind of ran with the logical 
conclusions of what someone like that could do. Uh, kind of similar to another writer, this guy named Fabian Nizieza, whose work I've really enjoyed over the years. And Nizieza's viewpoint, whenever he gets a hold of a character that he didn't create, is to look at the powers and go, okay, logically speaking, if they can do this, what else should they be able to do? <laughs> and uh, the perfect example of it is from an old comic called Cyforce. I recommend you uh, take a look at it if you get a chance. Anyway, getting back to me. Yes, um, it's all about that. It really is. So, I, like like Pat mentioned, we I played a little bit of uh, the new Urban Warfare uh, DLC for um, BattleTech. I, I do like that you can shoot a building out from under. Yeah, yeah, it's that, awesome. That's great. I, I've I've actually accidentally targeted a building while trying to target a guy who was hiding behind a building, and just I guess didn't click on the the, the person correctly and ended up targeting the building. Alpha it. The, the building disappeared, and all of a sudden, the guy's just standing there out in the open. No, no cover. No line of sight on on every other mech. Perfectly lined up, and he just gets blown to pieces. Fuck, it was awesome. I'm I'm really enjoying the new urban uh, biome. Um, it was a great addition to the game, and it kind of changes how you even build your uh, weapons. Like you really want to avoid things like direct line of sight, long range weapons, because they're useless in the biome. You you. You, you can get so close to someone without them being able to even see you, let alone target you and destroy you. So you can get your really heavy short-range weapons kind of in line and just pop around a corner and just assassinate someone. I've got a, I've got a question. Um, is there anything in the game that would make you want to minimize damage to the environment? No. 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 Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, one of the things I loved about the tabletop game is if you have guys hiding in woods, a tactic was to attack the woods around them, get them on fire, and then burn them out. And their, their heat spikes so high that they need to get out of cover. In the game, the, the video game, when they're in cover, it's almost impossible to get them out. And the AI knows this, and they go directly for cover as fast as possible. And so then it becomes a, uh, um, a game of, well, now I need to overkill him to get around the fact that the cover takes away up to 40% of my damage. Unless you go to melee. Unless you go into melee. Or you hit them from the back. Yeah. <laughs> in their rear arc, all of a sudden that cover means nothing and you core them so easily. Yeah. Yeah, so I've, I've played, a, 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 I don't know, maybe I've done about 10 missions with, with the new DLC. Um, but in comparison to that, all of my time has been spent playing City of Heroes. Yeah. I've got two complete pages of characters now. So <laughs> I'm up to over 20 characters. Um, a few of them, the, the Justice League characters specifically, a lot of those are, are still level one because they're concept characters. I just wanted to see if I could create the costume and the power set and just make it look the way I want it to look. And then I've kind of shelled them for now. Um, I've kind of toyed around with the idea of creating a separate supergroup just for them and put them all into see, a Justice League supergroup. See, you and City of Heroes is kind of like me and Dungeons and Dragons. Right, where you just make characters keep, for fun? Right, just keep making characters. Sure. And I got all over play them because that would mean that my current guy would die. Right. <laughs> I do uh, like making characters. If you want to try new characters, I can raise it. No. <laughs> You've already killed me three times. That's enough for one D D game. I would have to argue that it's not the DM killing the player, it's the player killing the player. No, no, no. A couple of times it was just phenomenal cases of bad luck. Yes. Uh, Flurgan's second death, for example, was phenomenal bad luck. Yes. Mm -hmm. So. Is there anything else there, Yeah, anyway, back to City of Heroes. I got my first guy up to 50. 
And so now I'm doing um, like kind of the end game content. Um, and it's, it's not different than it used to be when, it, when the game was first out live. Uh, it's just everything is a bit more streamlined. Everything kind of is a bit easier to accomplish or, or get. Um, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Because, you know, I mean, back in the day when we were playing, like when I was playing that game when it first came out, I think I was still living at home. So I had no worries. I had no responsibilities. I could spend 20 hours over the course of a weekend just playing City Heroes. Well, I don't, I don't have that kind of time anymore. So the fact that they've made it easier to do everything I'm really enjoying that. Okay, I think that's everything I want to talk about. I don't, there really isn't much else. It's really just been City of Heroes, Game of Thrones, um, with a little bit of Battletech thrown in. And every once in a while, Pat drags me out to a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you hate going to the movies. I never said I didn't like it. It's, that's just how it's turned out. All right, so moving on to segment two, since we've already gone an hour and 15 minutes into the recording. Um, let's talk about news and rumors. What's coming up that everyone's interested in? I don't know if there's really anything. Most of oh. it was discussed in the previous. No, no, hold on. Um, oh, no, I, no, 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 no. I, I, I do have a couple of things. One, they put out a trailer for a new video game that's coming out called Cyberpunk 2077 mm-hmm. with Keanu Reeves as a major character in the game. Not, not Keanu Reeves, but Keanu Reeves plays a major character in the game yes. who apparently is not just like a little throwaway side bit character. No, he's he's actually... like a major part and, and like almost your sidekick for a majority of the gameplay in the game. Yeah, I so it's April 2020. Yeah, yeah. So that's coming out. It's it's not soon. It's still almost a full year out. Which is like one of our uh, listeners, uh, Phil, said, my life, my social life ends April 21st, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, my, my social life ends when it starts the <laughs> So in like 10 years? Yeah, sure. <laughs> if ever. Uh, yeah, if ever. <laughs> Uh, another game that's that they've recently announced. I mean, it's been uh, at least one or two recordings since I first saw the first announcement for it. But the, the video game, they're creating a video game called Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Mm-hmm. Now, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, the original, was one of the best games I played that came out in around that area. Um, open world, you there there is a storyline that you're following. And it, it does seem like different parts of the city. But that game had an amazing, amazing gameplay. So it's, it's third person isometric, but not isometric, it's third person kind of over the shoulder. Um, you play a vampire who, um, so you hunt, stalk people in the middle of the night. You Is it still available? Oh, yeah, yeah, you can yeah, still get bloodlines. It's Where ex- is it? you can, It's on Steam. Oh, I guarantee you it's on Steam. It's probably it. even cheap on Steam. Oh. If, if you can't find it there, go to Good Old Games, get the code, and then just import it into Steam. Um, I mean, just because Bloodlines is fantastic. I mean, it's old. It came out in early 2000s, so the graphics won't be as amazing. But if you've ever played the game Vampire the Masquerade, it follows it almost Didn't we try that identically. One? No. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've never played Blood, uh, Vampire. We played a Vampire. We played a Vampire game. This was back, like, geez. Just after I moved here, uh, you never Patrick and I have, yeah, when Dwayne as well, but in different. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying I've never played a vampire I, game I, before, I, I don't think I've ever played a game with Paul though. Oh, no, no we, we did we did one game, this was just yeah. after I moved here because I remember playing it was like uh, the werewolf vampire mix type. Oh, then maybe that was so awesome. Maybe we were crazy. The only one it was, it was, a, it was at Pat's place when he lived downtown in Cooper Street. 
The only world of darkness I've ever played was this mixed campaign run by my uh, good buddy Stefan Savoy, yeah. who lives yeah. in Toronto these days, where every slot was open, but uh, he gave differing bonus points depending on which slot you took. Okay. I believe Werewolf had the absolute lowest because their power level yeah. compared to the others, That's true. at least in combat, was just so yeah. much harder. Werewolves are combat that gods in that game. That, as far as pure role-playing, well, that, that, that thing stands out as an absolute high point sure. in my gaming career because that was all it was about. I mean, like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, okay. Bobby Joe, the redneck, uh, redneck vampire, comes, comes to mind. Yeah. Or your detective who yeah. he pulls at his gun, you know that the world is so completely <laughs> horribly wrong. Because uh, I got a bunch of so. yep. Oh, in that case, you I know. should just keep talking. Yeah. We're, we're going to so, make sure so. we interrupt you as much as possible. Um, anyway, so I'm not quite sure what the uh, target date of release. I think it's first quarter 2020 for uh, Vampire Masquerade, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines. Um, the trailers that I've seen have kind of been like a mix of gameplay and, and storyline trailers. And it looks interesting. I don't know if it's going to play as well as the original did, Definitely. but um, hopefully. Cool. All right, so Paul, do you have anything? Okay, okay, now we meet Pat and move on to segment three. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, so Carl Urban isn't doing Judge Dredd. Yeah, yeah, apparently he's got a different However, project. However, he is doing one called The Boys, which is on Prime, going to be on Prime. He is a task with hunting down bad superheroes. Superheroes who do bad things. And he's not tasked. He's chosen. He takes it on. Well, he's yeah. It's still his mission. Sorry, his yeah. mission. Uh, and that that is starting this year. Uh, the next one is going to be. So they're talking about a remake of Twins with Jason Momoa I, and Peter Dinklage. I think that's just a, a, a fan wish. A fan wish, but you know, I could actually almost see it happening. Jason Momoa and uh, Peter Dinklage. Peter, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, re reunited for that. Uh, well, obviously, the Cyberpunk 2077 is a huge one. Yeah. But speaking of Keanu Reeves, uh -huh, same way, Marvel has been talking to him a lot recently to try and get him on board for one of the movies. One of the big ones, the, the writer of as well, is Moon Knight. They said he would fit really well to play Moon Knight. Okay. In, uh, in a movie. So yeah. that'd be interesting to see. I think all the talk started with him playing a villain for the Eternals movie. Yes. But. The, one of the ones that did come up also was Moon Knight. Um, so there's also going to be a movie about uh, Cowboy Bebop mm -hmm. uh, with John Cho, who's well known uh, on Netflix. Okay, they're doing a sequel to The Shining called yeah, Doctor Dr. Sleep, of which I saw the trailer for. Looks, it's pretty interesting. Uh, it's it, 20 or 30 years later, yeah. a Danny and kid has grown up and he's a older adult now. Another one for DC is called Pennyworth, which is basically Alfred as a young man um, being brought into Thomas Wayne's employ. Yes. Uh, where Alfred Pennyworth, the James Bond, <laughs> the butler of uh, many many skills. Yes. yes. Special forces, I believe. Yeah, exactly. So that one looks uh, quite interesting. I saw again saw the trailer for it. It looks really good. I think they have multiple things going for it. Multiple platforms to research on. Yeah, um, that's it for me. But like I said, the, the big one was the uh, the boys, which I'm looking forward to, which is coming out this fall. Uh, I, I feel 
mixed feelings about the boys. Um, boys is a Mark Miller property. Oh. And so, I mean, Miller, for the most part, doesn't work for me. I mean, like, I find it interesting that a guy who apparently really, really dislikes superheroes has spent so much of his career writing about them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and The Boys is almost the epitome of that. Yes. The superheroes in The Boys are all power corrupted, utter assholes. Well, I remember with one, one, called, with one exception. A uh, comic came out years ago, well, because shorts, called Martial Law, mm -hmm. uh, where again, people, there was only a very few superheroes. Well, that, in that one, when that, you've got a, a war in Central America because this yes. was in the Reagan era. Yep. And uh, they did some biological experimentation yes. and managed to create superheroes. Yeah. And, then there and so some, now the war is over, you've got all these super veterans, yeah. some helping the law and some, some not. And Marshall Law was one of the guys who helped them a lot, but the top superhero, quote unquote, superhero, was one who started getting a little whacked in the head yeah. and doing crazy, very bad stuff. Yeah. So. Something watching. Uh, no. It, what it, it sounds like around, the. It came out around the same time, so they would no, have dealt with similar sorts of The whole, the whole, the whole hero that turns villain type thing sounds a lot like watching. It sounds more like the Injustice timeline of. Uh, Injustice would have been way behind either of these. No, no. Injustice was far more recent. You're right. Yes. But that's the story of Superman. If someone kills Lois Lane and he goes mad I and basically I takes still, over, I still find it amazing that they crossed over Injustice and He Man. Yeah. What? Yes, they did. They did a comic book series where they crossed over the Injustice timeline with Masters of the Universe. What? Yeah, because uh, uh, He Man yeah. is one of the few who can stop Superman. Yeah, because one of the things, he, one of the things in Injustice yeah. is Superman uh, very methodically wipes out pretty much everyone who uses magic. Right. Because magic is one of the big weaknesses of Superman. Yep. And then you have He-Man, who is completely powered by magic. Right. You know, he's got the magic sword, he's got the magic strength, all that stuff. And he ends up crossing over. And yeah, from what I've heard, it was actually a very good book. It was, yeah, it's a series. It's a series. Yeah. Uh, how many six issues. Six issues, yeah. Yep. Six issues, limited uh, series. But then I'll quickly do a rewind. No, nope, it's fine. I'll okay. listen to it when I hear it. Yeah. But as long as you don't say the same things that you're looking forward to. Were you already done your news and interviews? Yeah. You started it. Yeah. So, uh, anyone else? Yeah, so I've got a couple of things. Um, the big thing, it's mostly comic book related. Um, for comic book media, the big thing is that they are re-releasing Avengers Endgame to theaters. Yes, with uh, with extra, extra game credits and a deleted scene. Yeah, or a two. So, oh, but because I'm, people were complaining about how there wasn't like an no, end credit thing. No, actually, this is specifically gunning for the top box office of all time. So I see. Yes, it's they want to they want to knock out Avatar. So. They did over a so, billion dollars on the opening weekend. They didn't pass Avatar? No. No. Not wow. no. They're about 45 million behind. Okay. And that's not taking inflation into account. Okay. Um, if you take inflation into account, the highest grossing movie of all time is still Gone with the Wind. Yes. Uh, so that's 
a big thing in your lives. Oh, I'm waiting for the one that I sent you. About. I mean, I mean, like I've been, I've been a comic book one way. The one yes, week. I saw it. I already knew about it. I'm getting there. Okay. Give me a minute. Um, so I'm probably going to try to go out and see it. Not so much because of the new and credit stuff, but just because I've been wanting to see Endgame again in theater right. for at least just. Just because, for myself, it holds a personal record for to use the old TV tropes thing, crowning moments of awesome. <laughs> because that entire last battle between, like, from how it starts off small and then goes so bloody big, and there's just so many things there where I was just basically sitting in the theater going, hell yeah, and <laughs> just loved it. So. The fact that there will be some additional stuff at the end, that's a nice little bonus. Um, but I was wanting to do that again. On the news side on comics, um, the big thing is that DC has completely um, reorganized their lines and stuff with the end result that Vertigo Comics is no more. What? Vertigo's yeah. gone. I think those are out there. Yeah. So those are some of the better comics. Yeah, so uh, Vertigo Comics came around in the 80s and really showed how even a mainstream publisher can do comics that weren't necessarily for kids. And that uh, I talked earlier about uh, the um, Grant Morrison Doom Patrol stuff. That was all Vertigo Comics. And that, uh, they took care of uh, Lobo too, if I recall. No, Lobo was never Vertigo. It was always DC? Yeah, there's always mainstream DC. Um, and so they're now grading everything by age. And they have this new black label line that is supposed to be for the 17 and up crowd. Uh, black labels had a bit of controversy. It already exists. Uh, the first thing they did was a Batman thing that was very psychological, but. Uh, Despite the fact that it was clearly marked for adults, a lot of people freaked when one scene basically implied full frontal nudity of Bruce Wayne. So uh, they recalled things and they pulped things and they changed the digital file on comicsology and <laughs> all this stuff and that. Um, so there's that. Uh, right now, just recently, Marvel is getting a bit of flack for what people consider a lot of build-up to a very lame announcement. Uh, Marvel social media started doing a Spider-Man-themed countdown, 4, 3, 2, 1, only to announce that what it is is a Spider-Man limited series done by J.J. Abrams and his son. And apparently, according to uh, according to an interview that they did, I think it was with the New York Times or something, Abrams isn't actually contributing a whole lot to it. It's oh, mostly his son, yeah, who is 20 years old and has no previous experience and everything like that. So just using his name. Just using the name. Yeah. So there's a lot of mockery going around the. Uh, you know, web and Twitter and all that stuff about uh, nepotism. Right. Uh, 
The other thing is that uh, Marvel is celebrating its 80th anniversary, and as part of that, they're doing a whole batch of one shots. Uh, in some cases, inviting older characters to come back and do things. Uh, Chris Claremont and Bill Sankovich are teaming up to do uh, a one shot as part of all this. Uh, I'm huge fans of theirs from their New Mutants collaboration from back in the 80s. Uh, the two work fantastically together, and so I'll be very interested to see that. Um, there's a Spider-Man one coming out with stories from Eric Larson and Mark Bagley and all this. And as uh, Pat was saying, you know, you know you want to talk about it, all this stuff. Uh, there's going to be an Alpha Flight one shot coming out, uh, three stories. All the creative teams are Canadians. So um, I would have really liked it uh, if Dale Eaglesham was one of the artists contributing. He was the artist on Marvel's last attempt to do an Alpha Flight series. He's fantastic. Uh, he's probably my second favorite artist to do the flight after John Byrne. But uh, he's quite busy doing stuff for DC these days. I don't think he's actually exclusive. But uh, the other thing is that he's local. Dale Eaglesham and his wife live out of Bankley Hill, so about a 40 minute drive from Ottawa. Mm. Very nice people. And, uh, uh, so the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, I'm a big fan of Earthdown 4th Edition. Uh, the folks at Faza Games, which are basically, these are all fans who have day jobs and everything like that, but very big fans of the property and an interesting game design, so they've revived it. They have a couple of other things. Uh, the Blue um, Planet or something like that. Yeah. The game where you get to play as orcs? Or not orcs, Orca and... Uh, and uh, yeah. Um, I have Blue Planet. It's an amazing game. Yeah. Uh, I think they did something with that. Um, the other one was uh, Fading Suns. Hmm. I've done something with that. Uh, they created a brand new game called 1879, which is basically Earth Dawn esque, except that they've moved it to Victorian London. Oh, uh, you can't beat uh, Falkenstein, Ketchup Falkenstein, or Space 1889. Yeah. So they got all this started with a Kickstarter for Earth Dawn 4th edition. And as stretch goals, they added in more books. And so this made for a fantastic deal for those of us who came at Kickstarter, but it meant that things stretched out over years. Mm -hmm. So they have a new Kickstarter for their latest book, uh, The Adept's Journey, Mystic Pass, which gives more character creation options and brings in some older material, not all of it. Uh, a much smaller scale Kickstarter. They will certainly not be adding on books as part of stretch goals. But uh, there's 17 days to go on it. Um, they were only looking for 5,000 US. It's currently sitting at 29,000 
$985. Oh, nice. So pretty good. They've put in a few struts goals there. Um, and that. And yeah, like, for example, if it hits 40,000, they're going to re-release the books and hardcover. All the years time for that books. So. And we're going to get them for free? No. No. We're just going to release them. Who cares? Yeah. So. Uh, is this still going to be the small format? Because the thing, the thing about the Earthdawn books is they come in like almost like a trade paperback format. So it's slightly larger oh, than a novel, yeah. but way smaller than regular game books. Yeah. I wouldn't know because uh, for that stuff. That's not to the later editions. The first ones were. No, I'm, I'm talking the Kickstarter. Oh, okay. I just want I just want the PDFs. All my gaming stuff's on PDF these days. Uh, and the final bit of news that I wanted to mention: uh, apparently, there is a show coming up on Netflix called The Old Guard, um, and that I believe it's Charlize Theron who's the lead on it. Um, they're adding they've added some cast: uh, Trevettel, Yok. Yofor, um, I can never pronounce his name. Yeah. He was the operative on uh, the uh, movie Serenity. I think he's Aaron fantastic. Dr. Stranger. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or Dr. Stranger. And so, uh, yeah, so it stars Charlize Theron. It's about uh, a group of old soldiers, literally old soldiers. Apparently, yeah, a, a number of really good ones have become mortal over the years, and now they're basically a mercenary troop from the present day, and the complication of that. So the cast sounds great, the concept sounds interesting. So uh, yeah, definitely interested in that. So that's it for me. That's it. I'm going to shut up now. I'll keep it quick. I Saw the uh, Baldur Three uh, teaser trailer and yeah. uh, it has me intrigued. Baldur's Gate, yeah. Baldur's Gate Three. Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone online was mentioning that. Uh, and my, I have, I'm currently doing an Exalted Second Edition thing online, and somebody on there was mentioning Baldur's Gate Three. Yeah, I never sure. played any of the original. Check out the trailer. I'm pretty sure I linked it onto our Facebook page. Cool. That's it. That, that's all I got. Everybody else is talking about everything. Or right. actually, did we uh, talk about uh, Swamp Thing being canceled after nope. just one episode? After one, no, no, one, one season. No, no, the one, no, the cancellation announcement came after, after one they, show. Yes, yeah, but they had one, one season. Because, because, they're doing yeah. the full season. Yeah, DC Universe hasn't been doing the Netflix thing of dropping everything at once. They've actually been a, a lot of that. I heard a more traditional the, model of one a week. Yeah, but a lot of that was behind the scenes uh, oh, politics yeah. and other stuff going on. Yeah, but it's it's a major impact on. Which is funny. They're one saying the first show thing was they thought yeah, it was because really good. Right, oh, right yeah. now, uh, Titans season two, I believe, has been proven that it is going ahead. Uh, I believe they're filming it, but Doom Patrol has not been renewed. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. It's Swamp Thing, thing has been outright canceled. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's one thing. Everyone's like they. Everyone liked the first show. Yeah, yeah. They, they thought it was really well done. But it, and then, oh, we're canceling. Wait, you just, wait, what? Yeah. Apparently it is a whole lot of behind the scenes yes. things that are just having to do with Correct. the streaming service itself. And also a little creative difference <coughs> as well like that too. So. Signal three. Uh, I do want to have one final thing just because I've been enjoying it so much. Uh, this year is the 20th anniversary of Angel. 
um, spin-off about the Vampire Slayer, and as they love to do, Entertainment Weekly has done a big uh, cast reunion feature with the primary <laughs> cast and interviews and everything like that. And it's been, well, I haven't watched the video, like uh, People TV is streaming like this massive video interview session with the cast. But apparently, uh, they went a little, they were aiming for darker with Angel. Yeah. And apparently they went a little too dark. Mm -hmm. um, the second episode of Angel, the original uh, script was that Angel comes across a dead girl and, uh, you know, licks some of her blood off the ground. <laughs> so really but he is a vampire. Yes, but that's that's really dark, especially because I believe is the girl it? was a kid, like you know, yeah. just a kid. And they have the purest blood. Yeah, yeah, free of toxins. Uh, no, actually, in fact, werewolves are much better for vampires. You remember, I was thinking back to vampires the last three. Like, yeah. oh look, look a vampire werewolf and yummy, 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 really good juice. And yeah. these were not the best. So, seven, seven three. We're talking franchises. Yes. Uh, yeah, so, so Pat, Pat would like to introduce something that he brought up as a potential um, yes. geek fights fight. Yes. But now, because that's been uh, poo pooed, yeah. uh, it, it hasn't actually. I haven't even brought it up. You're just not sure when it's going to come up or not. Yeah. Uh, possibly the next. So the next episode was supposed to be filmed or uh, taped uh, second week of July. Well, the thing um, is, Geek Fights is different than this. Geek Fights is you choose multiple ones yeah. and then you go. Yeah, you yeah, battle. Yeah. Uh, let's just wait till Patrick to come back. I'm going to have so much dead air to cut out. I'm actually going to have to do work for this. This is bullshit. Oh, wait, can't you pause it? That's not the same. I thought you can pause it. You can't, but it's not the same. You can. Don't forget to unpause it. Oh, that's true. Okay. No, that's good. It'll be easy for me to find and just cut out. Did you think of a franchise, Paul? What? I don't even know what you're talking about. Do not read or no, read all that franchise thing. Yeah. And we actually had a couple of people comment on the post that did about franchises. Franchise, franchise. Because, well, the first thing we should, because what is to you a franchise? Right. More than one. Right, but does it have to be interconnected completely? Cause it was I'd like, like to think so. Well, if, I mean, because then. You got such a, a, a stretch of, I mean, anything It's like, well, this was referenced vaguely for well, 30 seconds, if that. Oh, five, five, second, five second reference, and suddenly it's part of a franchise. Well, see, here, this is where I'm going I'm to wait for Patrick to sit down. For me, my franchise is actually moving on in the old serials to Flash. Because, yes, they were, they were separate stories, but they were somewhat connected, even though they were serials, only short movies. But they had a huge influence. Like, you Wait, how old are you talking about? Because that doesn't sound familiar at all. That's back in the 30s. Oh, You're I talking see. Flash Gordon, right? Flash now. Gordon, yes. Yeah, you said Flash. Yeah, oh, sorry, Flash Gordon. Well, Flash Gordon. The original Flash. I see. Uh, um, was he? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. So and Flash Gordon Flash. predates Jay Garrick by a number of years. Yes. Uh, and also, it had a huge influence because Star Wars. George Lucas was heavily influenced by those serials. Yeah. The scrolling text and stuff, that is from those serials. Yeah. Well, yeah. And not to mention, you know, his 
huge collaboration with Steven Spielberg, Indiana Jones is completely all about Saturday afternoon matinee serials. Exactly. Yeah, so that's, that's why, the, for me, I'm saying that the big one for me that is, even though I haven't seen them all, I've seen a lot of the, the original Flash Gordon serials because they're they're available. That's my franchise of choice. Uh, again, because of all of the influence it had on so many other directors and storytellers and stuff like that. And it was one of the first ones where they were somewhat connected. You know, like it was much more than throat. They were taking basically Pulp Fiction movie, uh, stories and putting them into the movie theaters. And that. So that is my franchise of choice for tonight. Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. Yes. The original serials. The original serial series. Uh, Dwayne? Well, anyone who's actually been listening to this isn't going to be surprised by this at all. For me, it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Um, I don't know if you could put the whole universe as a, as a franchise. It, I mean, is, it, it is. is. It is. Franchise. This, this is what I'm saying. In my opinion, it's a franchise. This is where I'm saying. You also not just yeah. talking about what you think is the best franchise, it's yeah. why you think it's a franchise. Because, I mean, like, comic books are such part of me. Like I started reading them regularly when I was ten. That was when I first subscribed to uh, I subscribed to Marvel Comics yeah. because I grew up there was no comic book stores anywhere near me. The closest one was Halifax, which was a four hour drive yeah, away. Four comic book stores. It was max. Uh, local, the local yeah, market. but the spinner the spinner racks around home and stuff didn't get the current stuff. Right. They got they got older stuff, remainder stuff, stuff that uh, they were probably ripping off the distributors for because yes. they should have ripped off the covers and they didn't. Oh, and I was, know those ones. Yes. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, there was a drugstore about half an hour away that had current stuff, and I picked up a few books for a trip to Texas including Alpha Flight number one. And then I ended up subscribing. And so I'd get the books in the mail. I did Alpha Flight and a couple others. My brother did Amazing Spider-Man. And for the most part, with the exception of one or two years in college, when I simply could not afford it, I've been reading comics regularly ever since. And with, and there have been comic book movies that I've enjoyed over the years. Um, the First couple of X-Men movies, in yep. particular, Superman, um, the Christopher, the first, the first two, and all that. But the third one with the. Uh, I, I like the third some one. enjoyable stuff. I even like the fourth one. But, um, I know. It had some enjoyable stuff, but no, Superman three, not so much. Superman four, not so much. Uh, it's certainly better than anything that came out since. Yeah. So that's why you're choosing it in the Marvel Cinematic The Marvel Cinematic Universe, they basically managed to bring what I, you know, I've been a Marvel guy for the whole time. I've liked some DC, but with the MCU, they managed to bring what I loved of the comics into full special effects glory with the characters the way that I enjoy them for the most, most part and everything and very very impressive 
And it gave me uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yep. which I'm currently quite behind on, but is a show that I absolutely love. And, and, and so, yeah, for me, it's the MCU. Patrick? Well, uh, as far as probably the most powerful franchise around, I say it has to be James Bond. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. It started before I was born, and it's still going strong. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think probably the best franchise as a franchise, I would have to say is Star, uh, Star Trek, because it has conquered TV, it has conquered print, it has conquered the, the big screen. Uh, I don't so think there's any. Those, those are good points. Uh, not to the hey, extent. Hey, Star Wars is mine. Obvi. Well, no, just yeah. <laughs> Star Wars has, but not anywhere near to the extent right. that Star Trek did. No, right. Star, uh, Star Trek you has. You have a Star Trek universe. You, you do yeah. have a Star Trek no, no, universe. No, in, no, in, in the universe. Like the games, you don't have like, the rides and stuff like that. Disney hasn't bought Star Trek. It was worth well, Disney would have bought it. You're not wrong. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. they've maybe they offered. Sorry, but, the, but there was Star Trek Las Vegas, right? Yeah. So it, it did do that too. Yeah. Not not to the extent. And, and, and it did it first. It did huge. Yeah. 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 Star Trek Las the Las Vegas Star Trek thing was big. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not really my favorite. I think the one that I I think is at this point is most complete is the MCU. It had a very strong beginning and well, because there's plans for it, right? Yeah. That was that was good. Marvel. Under Feige had plans for what they wanted to do. Right. Star yeah. Trek was. Keep in mind, folks, despite what you just, what that sort of implied, Marvel is still under Feige. He hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah. No. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. But it just, what I'm saying is. They, but but, but they, they had a storyline they wanted to tell, and they've now completed it, and now they're going on with the past. Yeah. Uh, but Star Trek, because it was episodic mostly. Yeah, when it came out, so there was never oh, only the original series. Oh, okay, even even no, no, it's it's always been episodic, but at the same time, almost everything. The books, I think, are the only aspect of it that are canon. Yes. Even even the animated series is canon. Is canon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that's where you had the hybrids. Yeah, and stuff like that. And it had role playing books as games as well. Yeah. Which yeah, I can think of three separate systems actually. Yeah. That all revolve around the Star Wars. Star Sorry, Star Trek, Trek yeah. universe. Yeah. So I, I think that's got to be the, the, the king of the franchises, right? Just because of its rich. But boom, and we have a third. And we know what different is. Mine is obviously Star Wars, because Star Wars is, is life. I'll DC Superman for you. Nope. No, you see, I would have I would have gone with Star Wars too, but they were doing that. She's just about it. So Star Wars is not on my list. Oh, Paul is better. Um, Disney put out Rogue One. Disney put out Solo. Those are both excellent movies. Yes, but they also put out episode seven and eight. Fine. Which is shit. So they're also putting out the Mandalorian. They're not compared no. compared to the prequels. They're much better than the prequels. And as, I as, as I've always feel compelled to mention, I really liked episode eight. Oh, I thought eight was garbage. I really eight was the worst eight. thing they've ever done. Uh, yeah. Prequels. I just stopped there. Eight eight might be worse than midichlorians. Disagree <laughs> completely. Disagree completely. Um, but uh, but again, also. Anyways, I'm not, well, let's this, 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 this is an opinion where I differ from other folks at the table. Yeah, We've discussed it before. And, and also the I plan. Feel, I, I just wanted to be on record. Oh, no, it's yeah. on And also, like, the one reason, like I said, so we all have different ones. Well, Wait, let me, Paul, let, 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 let me, yeah, you don't in my head. Um, let me just comment on the Star Wars thing. It wasn't just um, that. It's they, 
for me, most what I enjoyed about Star Wars was all the books that that came out that are complete garbage now, mm-hmm. according to their canon. So, well, um, but the Solo, Solo may have been a good movie, but that's not the story. The, did I, you read all the books? Well, well yes, I have. Read so all you know the one where Luke and Leia had sex, right? Sculpture of Alliance. I'm, 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 I'm okay. Yeah, I actually so, I have that one. So which, which has a vastly amusing forward to it. It's, but it, it's, it's also which is why I can see they went. You know what? All the books, because George Lucas pretty much gave a stamp of approval of anything that went through him. So they went, no, no, we're going to start fresh. We'll have the original movies. We'll have some stuff, and we'll just build from there. This is why Thrawn's now back. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying they weren't crap books, but to com- there were some really, really good ones. And for them to completely say, oh no, that doesn't make sense. Well, they had to. It's, it's I don't care. They shouldn't have done it. No, they had to because like there's so much crap, and that there's like you know what, we'll start fresh. Thrawn's now back in the universe. So oh. Thrawn looked yeah, universe. but Mara Jade isn't. Yeah, he, he might, she still might be. We don't know yet. Well, in, in the, and, as she was in the books, is uh, yeah, it's really difficult to do. As she is yes. in the books, is impossible now because yes. under the current, you know, like I said, I enjoyed episode eight, but under the current canon, Luke Skywalker completely removed himself from the universe for something like twenty years. Which yeah, so you can't do marriage. But like I said, though, okay, that, that's your opinion. Yeah. That's fine. That's that's where they lost me. And if anybody knows me, I'm like I'm a big Star Wars fan. Like it should have been on my list, but believe it or not, it's not. And so what um, would you go for the franchise? Like, I, don't my backup was the aliens. Or yeah, the, the alien universe. That's actually that's what I was leaning towards. But I'm actually it's kind of a mix because this is where I asked where you're like, well, what do you consider a well, franchise? That's what you, it's up to you. So I'm gonna jump towards. Um, Two, I'm, they're, they're, not, have not, they're not related in any form <laughs> other than the fact that they deal with time travel. So I'm going to throw out uh, Back to the Future and the Doctor Who universe. Well, we pick one. Pick one franchise. I, I would pick Doctor Who. Back to the Future. Yeah, I would, I, would pick, I would pick Doctor Who for that. Yeah. Well, the Doctor Who thing. is much larger. Yeah, but um, uh, I've seen a lot of movies that dealt around um, time travel. Mm-hmm. And... They always fudge it up somehow, and there's oh, yeah. there's a big plot hole in it. And I look at Back to the Future, and to be honest with you, they kept it vague enough yes. that they never gave themselves an opportunity to create that sure. plot hole where that shouldn't happen because they said something in the previous thing. However, most they, other franchises do do that. I was gonna say, yeah, but the one movie I like that sorry just on that is Looper. Like. So how did well, that exactly, exactly that? Yeah, yeah. There's too many holes in the te- Too technical, we're just going to go on and just move on. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, back but the future did a good job. Yeah, it was, but it was back to the future has some serious issues in that, oh, a white guy actually invented rock and roll and all the uh, the, the black culture stuff. Like, there's, 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 there's I, I so much that. I wasn't looking at it for the political. I know, I know. Or Besides, it came, out, it came out way before yeah. all that political yeah. bullshit anyway, so you can't really say It's It's interesting. How my tastes have changed. Like I don't know if it's interesting to anyone else, but I find it interesting because, for example, I mean, I love Ghostbusters. I absolutely love Ghostbusters. But when we did the, you know, Revenge of the Clones, mm-hmm. where we compared the '84 Ghostbusters to the 2016, I was just you know, one of the main things I took away was like, I cannot believe how much of an asshole 
directness. Mm. And it, it's definitely colored my perception of that movie. Similarly, you were mentioning Bond. I'm a big James Bond fan. Uh, I don't have any of uh, the Daniel Craig ones, but I own on DVD every other one from Connery through to the final Brosnan film. And that, but Bond as a character has, has, has a well. lot of problems. Well, he has a well. If you look at some of the older films, what's it get like? You can't put a lot of it was the, the actor you shit. The only the only no no you can't the morality and stuff like well, that. Yes, yeah. but you can't look at you can't. But I mean, you, you can't you can't take yeah, know, you can't take the but, Sean Connery James Bond movies as James Bond movies because he played yes put he played Roger Moore he, yes he plays he plays James Bond but he plays Sean Connery he plays James Bond. Well, okay, because Sean Connery can't play anything but Sean Connery. Who's your James Bond? Pierce Brosnan. He's what? The, he's the only one. He's the best one. Shit. No, he's, he's the best one. He was the best one. The best no show. way. His 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 two movies are horrible. There my, were three, and he was the best. One. My favorites are horrible. still the Roger Moore ones. He will always be my Bond. Yeah, yeah. and I believe Daniel it's, Craig. It's, actually, believe it or not, it's really a case of which one did you see first? Did you see? Yeah, first. Obviously, but the funny thing is, like for example, I first saw more stuff first. But uh, it was Timothy Dalton. Like Dalton took over the role around '87. Yeah, he only did I think he was very underrated as well. Well, the thing is, is that if you read reviews of what Daniel Craig brought to the role and everything like that, every single point is stuff that Dalton brought to the role back in the late '80s. Yeah. Well, when I say Chris Bradman was was my personal favorite, um, that's because he close he was the most closely one that represented the books. Uh, and actually, George Lesley. I, I, I don't yeah. know what, having, having read some of the books, I go more with Dalton or Craig yeah, as yeah, far as yeah. being close to the books. Really? Yeah, yes. And that, well, the, the thing I found with Dalton that I really enjoyed was um, he really, he had the charm. Like, Bond has to be charming. And Dalton had that, absolutely, in spades. But yeah, in, his private, in his private moments, he was cynical, he was bitter, he was a lot of stuff that I later learned, because I only, I've only read part of one of Fleming's novels. Uh, to be honest, I found it really hard going. But there were a lot of character traits that he made obvious with Bond from the first novel that Dalton was showing in those private moments. He'd be very charming when he had to be charming to get the job done. But otherwise, he yeah. was really quite dark. And Daniel Craig did that to a certain extent as well. Brosnan, no. not so much. Although the final one. Well, it's also the story around it. Where, they, where they aged him, like they, they did the whole POW thing, and then he gets released. There, he was definitely showing more of that, I found. But I like Brosnan. I, 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 was a, I was a huge Remington Steel fan. And, uh, I thought you did a great job as well. Okay. I think we should wrap it up there. Yep. How far are we into recording? We're only two hours into the recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been averaging two hours lately. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah it's because uh, segment one takes up over an hour well, again, of our time. We need to show up regularly. Uh, uh, we all show up. No, no, well, like, Patrick has a lot to talk yeah. about because he, he was here last time, right? So. Yeah, but he's not the one that's the longest. No. no. 
That was, was still you. No, that was probably actually still. I think it was me. I think it was me. Yeah. Uh, that's all right. Uh, so, but we'll end it there then. So, I'm looking at you, Devin, because I know you like to take control of Oh, very well. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us <laughs> for another episode. We were still kind of up in the air about the next review of the phones, which we're doing next week. That's not something we talk about on the on the podcast. No. That's okay. something we'll talk about afterwards. Well, we don't want to pique people's interests in it. No. I know. Don't I know. One thing we're not going to be doing. Matt Steele. This, this is not coming out for a while. I know. This could come out tomorrow. It, it, it'll still come out. I mean, it, it, won't, it, won't, it won't. But it could. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Based Podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. We'd like to thank Radio Free Music for our intro and outro music. Both songs were done by an amazing artist named Silent Partner. The intro music is called Drop and Roll, and the outro music is called Grand Navy Plaza. And we'll have links to both those songs in our show notes. If you liked what you heard and wish to support the show, please consider becoming a backer on Patreon. We can be found at patreon.com slash OOTBpod. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.